0: verses 6 through 11 and uh, just an ongoing message from obviously this morning I believe God's uh, you know dealing with our hearts he's changing us molding us and shaping us so we went from uh, when the honeymoon season is over surviving the wilderness so tonight we're going to look at a topic tonight I want to preach a message called staying strong or stay strong tonight Uh, last week we was a suit up and show up tonight you know what is stay strong Uh, I believe God wants us to continue going forward amen uh, that there is resistance in the Christian faith. That there is going to be a lot of, uh, um, you know what, uh, opposition coming your way when you decide to say, you know what, God, I'm going all in for Jesus. Because how I many of you know, there's no secret. You know what, we're just going to face opposition in life. But I want to encourage us tonight. Stay strong. Amen. What a word. Amen. What a word. You know what, might be, you know what, hey, this is a word for you tonight. Hey, listen, stay strong. Stay strong in the faith. First Peter chapter 5. Is where we'll be reading tonight. Verses six through to eleven, and it reads this. It says, "Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time." Verse seven: Casting all your care upon Him, for what He cares for you. Verse eight: Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, your enemy. The devil walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9 says, Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Verse 10, But may the God of all grace, who called us to His eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen you and settle you, to Him be the glory and the dominion forever. And ever, amen. So, number one, if you're taking note, the fight of faith. The Christian life is a fight. Can you say amen? There's going to be so many oppositions that you encounter with your walk with Jesus. Number one, there's the battle with your flesh, there's the battle with yourself. Someone once said this your greatest enemy is your enemy. <laughs> there's a battle with our flesh that we can struggle. The things that begin to oppose the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, it gives us the workings of the flesh. Get this right, Galatians 5, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Adultery, fornication, that's having sex outside of marriage. Uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath. Selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies. Verse 21, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like of which I tell you beforehand. Just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those who do these things according to the flesh will not enter into heaven. And so the truth is this, we are going to constantly battle with the flesh. Amen. There's certain things in our lives that we know we need to get rid of. There's certain things that we're struggling with in our walk with Christ. It might be the addiction with pornography. It might be an addiction with gambling. All you want to do is just get rich quick. All these things, murder, envy, all these things that have been listed, this is the works of the flesh. And the Christian walk, we ought to deny the flesh. We ought to pray, read the Word of God. But how many know the truth is this? We all battle with the flesh. We don't want to pray in the morning. Oh, is it just me? Oh, I know you guys want to wake up every day and pray. All you do is just pray and read the Bible. You don't watch movies. You don't. <laughs> you know, that, and this is, a, this is the ongoing struggle with the Christian walk. It's so easy to give into our fleshly desires. It's so easy for us to walk in the flesh according to our own ways, do whatever we want. And that is exactly how the world lives today. They live according to what they feel like. They live according to what they know is right. We all battle with the flesh. The second thing we battle with is the, the the battle with the world. Temptations of the glitz, the glamour, the money, materialistic things, people at work, the whole thing about the popularity thing. Battle with the world. This is my battle before I became a Christian. I wanted to be the next Australian Australian idol. You know, I was the, the man. I was just like, you know what, here I am in my own mind thinking, you know what, I remember watching these <laughs> These television programs, Australian Idol, and I was, you know, I'm, I was watching it, and honestly, I was so prideful. I, I'd watch, it and I'm like, man, that's nothing. Is it she lovely? I was like, oh yeah. My my brother's like, Bobby, you need to go. I was like, I will, I will, I'm gonna yeah. go there. I'll show them who's the man the pull of the world. I got saved. I said, you know what, God, I don't want that anymore. You know what, I, I don't want my name up in lights. I want my name in the Lamb's book of life. You know what, I said like, you know what, God, what profits the man? He spoke to me. If you gain the whole world, then you lose your own soul. I was like, God, I don't want to, you know, make it anywhere. I don't want to make a name for myself. I don't want myself to be famous anymore. God, I want you to be famous now. But yet the pull of the world just kept pulling me through. I remember getting saved, and just a couple of months in, I'm getting calls from friends saying, "Hey, they heard your demos. They had your de- demo CD. You know, you you have a CD burner. I don't know if you remember that. <laughs> it takes ages to download a pretty, uh, you know, a song. It takes forever. You you download it one night, and then you wake up in the morning, you're still, you know, downloading." You know, that's the, that's the thing. And so here it is. My lifestyle was just completely about self, my identity, all these things about having followers. The, the, the draw of the world was so strong. And I got saved in grade 12. And here it is, the pull of the world, man. I, I get off the bus and I'm trying to be a Christian. I'm trying to, you know what, live for God. And all of a sudden, all my mates, all my friends are like, hey, are you coming drinking? Hey, what, what about this girl? I was like, whoa, my goodness. It's like all of a sudden you, we realize, man, there's a struggle. There's a struggle with the the flesh. There's a struggle with the world. Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. He said this in Luke chapter 11 verse 4. Forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from the evil one. You see, Jesus is teaching us to pray that you know what, there's going to be some opposition. You got to pray. You got to get on your knees and say, God, I'm struggling. You got to get on your face and say, God, I can't do this on my own. You got to get passionate. You got to get desperate in your walk with Christ and say, you know what, yes, the pull is real, but I got to get desperate before the Lord in prayer. Jesus taught us, God, deliver us from the evil one. We ought to do that as well. Jesus is uh, telling his disciples, listen, you're going to get tempted. You're going to get tempted. And listen to James chapter 1, verses 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by the devil, nor, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and is enticed. Again, it's talking about the flesh. It's tempting us. What we should do, what we should, who sh- we should be hanging around with. The world appeals to our fleshly desires. And then thirdly, there's the battle with the devil and his demons. There's a, in our text, your adversary, the devil. It's saying, you know what? Hey, listen, you have a real enemy. There's a real uh, demon uh, spirit at work. He was He's going to try and lie to you. He's going to try and manipulate things. He's going to try and deceive you. He'll try and scheme his way in your mind. And he's ever fighting against true believers. Yeah, he's fighting against those who are going to make a decision to stand up for church, to stand up for what they believe in, to stand up for the Word of God. And the devil will be going to come against us. And the Bible says he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The devil came to seek, to kill, to destroy. Amen. He came to uh, lie to us. So I want you to understand, you know what? You'll be tested by these three things, your flesh, the world, and the devil. And it's in this process we try to live a clean life. It's in this process we try and be pure in an unclean world. Listen, it's inevitable. You're going to get tired. You're going to get fatigued. You're going to get worn out. You're going to get, you know what, sometimes it's, the attacks are going to affect you. But listen, this is a time where we must not lose motivation to pray. This is the time where we should say, you know what, no, uh, I need to be in church. We mustn't lose that motivation and that conviction because when we start to uh, com- uh, compromise, our Christian walk when we say oh listen I'm I'm just going to miss a service oh listen I'm just going to miss a day of prayer that's when the enemy begins to sneak in he begins to come in into the life he begins to begin to give you certain things to flirt with all these ideas of stopping but Jesus the king of kings and the lord of lords wants to help you he wants to help you make it and listen, tonight is a word to stay strong in times when you feel weak. Jesus wants to show himself strong. He wants to show himself strong when you're tired, when you're hopeless, when you're faithless. It's an opportunity for us to learn from him and to trust in him. Psalms chapter 46 verse 1, God is our refuge and our strength. He is a very present help in time of trouble. You see, there's no one else that's going to help you get through your walk with God. Listen, only Him, it's only through Jesus Christ that He can give you the strength you need. Secondly, if you're taking note, growing through the test. It's in these times of struggle. It's in these times of pain. Uh, In your storm, in your valleys, this is an opportunity for you to grow. You know, we can be a people that speaks Uh, you know about victory we can be people that speak about triumph but it all comes down to our perspective because we got to view our struggles in this time this faith crisis we need to see it as an opportunity to grow the six things in our text that I want you to see tonight that's going to help you to grow in times like this number one humble yourself our text says this therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that He may exalt you in due time. Right there, humble yourself. It's talking about humility, lowering yourself, coming under authority. It's this humility, it speaks the sayings, you know what? Hey, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to what? The humble. So maybe you're here tonight and you, you're you someone that's you're able to, you know what, get things going. You're, you, you know how to get things done. Listen, there's got to be a time when you've you got to say, God, I need you to get involved. God, I need you to come into my life and help me walk through the Christian faith. Because it's in these times where we got to say, we got to humble ourselves. Number one, we ought to pray in these times. We've got to humble ourselves and pray. Number two, we need to humble ourselves and find counsel. Talk to your pastor. Talk to myself. Because in Proverbs chapter 15, it says this in verse 22. Without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. The second thing we see in our text that's going to help you to grow in these times is number two, cast your cares upon Jesus. Write it down. Cast your cares upon Jesus. So number one, humble yourself. And number two, cast your cares upon Jesus. It's so simple, isn't it? But yet we try and complicate things in life, but it's so easy. It should be this where we depend upon Christ. Cast all your care upon Him for He cares for you. Amen. Jesus Christ ain't a crutch to me. He's my life support. Amen. He's not just someone I'm going to lean on on Sunday morning. He's my everyday life support. He's the air that I breathe. Amen. He's everything that I need. I I, I can go to the pub. I can go and do this Listen, you'll find yourself always coming back to God. Listen, he's got to be your life support. Cast your care upon him for he cares for you. Cast your worries. Cast your fears. Cast those insecurities, the weaknesses, the struggles that you're going through. Why? Because He cares. That's right. He cares for you. What an encouraging word that we find in the text that everything else can go wrong, but yet God sees in the midst of all chaos and He sees you and I and says, you know what, I still care. I still care about you. I can see your situation. And God is waiting for people just to simply humble themselves and just to come to Him and cast whatever it is upon Him casting involves you and I having to first come to him the woman with the issue of blood she had so many problems the Bible said she grew worse yet she had this doubt uh, no doubt sorry in her faith this unwavering doubt to say you know what if I could just touch the very hem of her uh, his garment I will made be made whole you see sometimes in life you got to be desperate you gotta humble yourself and say, you know, God, I'm I'm struggling. God, I need you. This is where you gotta cast your care upon Him. Press through the crowds. Press through your mindset. Say, you know what, God, I need to get to Jesus. Cast your care upon Him. You find your faith begin to grow. You find your faith begin to get stronger. This is an opportunity for a miracle to take place. You got to have this perspective to say, you know what? I want to grow in these times of struggle, in my wilderness, in the season where it's unfamiliar. I want to grow. How many people want to grow tonight? Yes, how many of us want to go from faith to faith? Amen. It's in these times where we got to have this perspective and say, God, I know you're here. God, I know you care for me. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to cast my care upon you. Number three, we see the, the word or the phrase "be sober. Be sober. Sober means to be sensible. Sober means to be clear-headed, clear-minded. And in often times of our struggle, our minds can be bombarded with all kinds of thoughts. When not being able to think straight, we make bad, bad, bad decisions. Whenever things are going difficult or pear-shaped, why is it that we just simply make the most stupidest decisions? And so here in our text, it says be sober. It's in this time where we need to find direction in God's word. The Bible has the answer. It's, It's the lamp unto our feet. We need to have this in mind. Say, God, help me to be sober. Help me to be sensible. Help me to make decisions according to your word alone. Number four, be vigilant. Other translation says, be watchful. Be alert. Why is this? Because the devil is going to attack you. Sometimes when we go through the seasons of assault, many times, you know what? It's demonic. And as a Christian, we got to learn to have our spiritual antennas on. Because Peter is writing, this uh, verse alone, Peter's writing to a church in Second Peter because some false teachers began rising up, teaching false doctrines. They try to control, manipulate and this is why you have to be spiritually minded. Sometimes people and even good people, good hearted not harmful people will be you know they might seem all nice but something's just not right they will try and give you some advice and you feel like oh wow they might even use christian lingo and words but the bible tells us there's wolves in sheep's clothing they in other words they look all christian they speak all christian but they have an agenda wolves and if you're not watchful If you're not alert, listen, you can listen to all these things, even on YouTube and on Instagram, Facebook, all these things. And listen, you can be lost if you're not vigilant, if you're not watchful. Number five, we see the word resist. Again, we get tempted in these three areas, our flesh, the world, the devil, all these things will fight against us, but we got to resist them, which means to oppose, to fend. It's it's a military term. You got to you got to put in some effort. You got to actively rise up against the devil. You got to fight. Don't lay down and take a beating from the enemy. You got to you got to be militant in your faith. You got to rise up against the devil. Resist, rebuke the devil. Rebuke those thoughts of quitting. Rebuke depression. Rebuke these mindless assaults in that that's happening through your life. Resist, resist, resist. Number six, be steadfast. Be steadfast means to have a firmness in your faith. Steadfast means to have this immovable, unshakable faith. Be steadfast. And the truth is this, the only thing that is solid in this world, the only thing that's immovable, that never changes is God. It's His Word. 1 Peter, uh, Peter 1, chapter, chapter 1, verse 25. But the word of the Lord stands or endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you. A steadfast believer is someone who is spiritually grounded, who knows what they believe, that even though life brings all kinds of things their way, they're immovable because they know God is in control because his word says it because God if he is for me who can be against me but listen if you don't know the word if you don't know your bible then what promises are you holding on to you're going to get lost if you have no understanding of the scriptures of the word of God That through these tough times, listen, this is the opportunity for you to grow. This is an opportunity for you to get stronger. This is an opportunity for you to rise up and get strong in the Lord. Listen, it's all about your perspective. And number three, I want to close with this thought, the anchor, the anchor. Now, church, when you remain strong in Christ, when you stay strong with God, when things seem to be tough, you got to keep humbling yourself. Cast your burdens, be sober, be vigilant, resist the enemy and remain steadfast. Your faith will grow and you'll find that God begins to anchor you through the times of struggle. Because really what you're doing, you're trusting in Him. All is said and done, everything comes down to the anchor, is just trust in God trusting in him to bring you through to strengthen you to fight for you and he will do so because he cares about you and I you know when the people of Israel were coming out of Egypt after a year of slavery they came up to the Red Sea hopeless situation they can hear the Egyptians coming after them ready to attack I want you to listen to what Moses says to the people Exodus chapter 14 verse 13 and Moses said to the people do not be afraid Stand still, see the salvation of the Lord, which He will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Verse 14 The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. Hallelujah! Thank God that you know what God's going to come through for you, God is going to fight for you, He's going to make a way. For you and God parted the Red Sea, they made it to the other side. Listen, God can do it for you, God can make a way for you. Listen, church, there's no battle too big for God, there's no battle too hard for Him, Uh, there's nothing too you know what, He can't reach. Listen, I want to encourage you tonight. Our God is bigger, amen. Our God is stronger, and we must not lose heart. Don't lose faith, stay strong, stay steadfast in Christ. Keep trusting in God. Keep trusting in Him. He will keep you in perfect peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3. I close with this verse. He will keep you in perfect peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.